you're like so gay. Hi, all you sexual deviants and sexual deviant wannabes. What is up? I missed you. You listening. Not I you, missed you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking about you, Aaron. I'm talking about you listening. I'm talking directly to you. How are you? Oh my god, I didn't see you, you there. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did you get here? <laughs> oh my god. Hi everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to season two of Queering the Air. Season two. Oh, did you ever think that we would make it here, Matt? Um I thought that we were gonna have billboards at this point. Um, I was anticipating the Presidential Medal of Freedom, a Nobel Peace Prize at this point. Mm. Um, They're in the so mail. I'm a little disappointed. In... Oh, mm. okay. Um, but, you know, I'll take a season two at the beginning of 2021. That works for me. Yeah. Starting out strong. How are you? What's going on? Good. You know, I think we're we're excited to be back, feeling refreshed, feeling uh energized uh slightly delusional right now <laughs> definitely slightly delusional yeah it's a it's a hell of a time to be dropping season two it is so for anyone who may be new here welcome to queering the air we're very excited to have you my name is aaron i use he him pronouns i am 25 i live in la i work in entertainment that's it for now <laughs> work <laughs> and my name is Matt. I'm 26. I I guess I live in New York. I'm a law student. I'm a cis gay man. <laughs> I feel like that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> we met in college. We dove together at Tufts. We became uh, we literally were attached at pretty the Pretty much hip. naked around each other. Okay, just had to go there. <laughs> And now we have a podcast together. And yes, and now it's season two. So Uh if this is the first episode you're listening to, there are 25, 26 episodes from the first season that you can go back and check out. Yeah, one for every day of the month of December leading up to Christmas, and then one for the day after when you're sad that Christmas is over, if you celebrate Christmas. What? Um, Yeah, you should definitely... (laughs) 26, you know. I thought you were going to be like, one for every day of February minus two. Like... (laughs) 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 No... No, it's just one for every day of February. What? Anyway. Um, do math. No. Anyway, in the past month. I'm so excited for season two. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, we took a quick little break to regather ourselves and prep some content for you guys and get, get this thing lift. going. I literally got a facelift. No, I'm just kidding. I got my eyebrows done. Mm, I thought something looked different about you. We got our knees done. Oh my god, is that for white <laughs> chicks? Yeah. <laughs> uh, great movie for anybody who hasn't seen it. But, Matthew, what have you been up to over the past month? <laughs> um, over the past month, while well, I started a new semester of law school, so that's been nuts. What um, semester are you in now? I'm in my fourth semester. Wow. Yeah, so more than halfway done, which is crazy. Um, But I also actually was, before the semester started, I was doing a research project with um, this LGBT services volunteer clinic that we've got that I'm helping run this year. And I was doing a research project for um, Family Equality Council, which I love. It's an awesome organization. So, you know, I'm going to plug an org right now. So if you... uh, 
like anything about queer-headed families, you should check out <laughs> Family Quality Council. Um, but I was doing an awesome research project with them, um, helping them to gather information so that they can help out the queer community, provide information on um, relationship recognition laws, because who knows what might happen in the Supreme Court, but also just good information to know. Probably uh, talking a little bit more than anybody is interested in, but it's been really rewarding and helping out the queers. So that has been a wonderful last month. Aaron, what about you? What have you been up to? (laughs) I have just spent all of January uh, like being kind of a hermit, honestly, which has been really nice. Uh, I have been going to bed at like 10 PM, waking up, working out, working nonstop. I've been sober for 98% of the month. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fun story. I was doing dry January and then I went up to visit my dad for a weekend. And my dad is the one who convinced me to stop being dry for the weekend. He was like, well, it was my birthday. I I turned 25 in the time that we had off, which I almost actually forgot to mention, but went up to visit my dad for the weekend. And he was like, you're going to come up for your birthday and like, let us drink nice champagne in front of you. And I was like, okay, well, when you put it like that, like, I guess. So. Yeah, he has, a, he has a good point. I can't be rude, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I have been sober all month. It's felt amazing. Um, and I have just been grinding, working on a shit ton of different projects, YouTube, podcast, uh, work, work. Um, I'm doing a nonprofit, like a few projects with a nonprofit that I work for. So... Yeah, it's been super fucking busy. (laughs) (laughs) Mood. But I love that. And it gives us more to talk about. True. You're building your character. I love it. My character has been built, honey. We got our needs done. (laughs) That's right. Like Aaron said, we have already been working pretty hard to get this season two up and rolling and to provide you guys with some awesome episodes. Um, Mm -hmm. We've got a lot in store um and i'm i'm wicked excited wicked (laughs) wicked 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 i did live in boston for seven years eight years oh wow look at her i'm allowed to pick i'm allowed to take one word all right (laughs) it's just that's the one that of course everyone's like wicked boston Uh, the amount of work that we've done on season two we have already pre-recorded like five interviews and they are honestly so amazing like it's been fantastic so we're very excited to share those uh, it's nice to feel like we are a little bit ahead. Well, I thought I was. I thought that we would like feel ahead, but now that it's like this is about to drop, I'm kind of like, oh god, there's still so much to yeah. do. I'm never <laughs> gonna feel ahead. No, I don't think so. Whatever. I guess that's just the joy of podcasting. True. It is yeah. awesome though, and we're very excited to be back. It so. is cool. It was a lot of fun. It's a, it's a unique experience, and I'm in, I'm I'm enjoying it, and I think I'm getting a little bit better at it. So hopefully that makes me enjoy it, or both of us enjoy it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So anyway, not that we've done a good job of it this time, but we're uh, I think we're gonna pretty stick to a pretty solid format for these intros going forward. Um, yeah, we're we stepping up our game with season two for sure. Oh, big time, big time, girls. Um, we're definitely Face gonna. <laughs> We're definitely going to try to provide you guys with like any any context for anything that we talk about in the episodes. 
um, kind of right up front, if any vocabulary, any cultural references, you know, any more nuanced topics that we talk about just to kind of make sure that you guys are prepared for the interview and don't get lost along the way and bored because we want you to make it to the end. We want you to listen to the whole thing. So if you get lost, that doesn't really help with that. Also, at the end of the day, like I think we've said since the beginning, we recognize that this could be a great learning tool for everybody who's listening. And we talk about this in the interview. Like, you know, we want you to walk away feeling like you learned something and that you're more kind of in touch with this community rather than like, oh, God, they were saying things and I don't understand things and I'm scared and I don't want to listen anymore. So totally. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we say it a bunch, but I think it always bears repeating. If you ever have any questions or ever want to like talk about something more, please reach out to us more than happy to talk about things on the episode one of the intentions for this year for 2021 is to kind of turn this into a little bit more of a community um and kind of like facilitate those conversations and all that jazz and like actually kind of connect with everybody more so very excited about that so please dm us we literally answer them all we're also going to give, I think, a little bit more of a structured background to who our speaker is for the week and or who our guest is. I guess they're not really a speaker. This is not a, <laughs> a conference, although I'm helping plan a conference right now. So that's probably why I said speaker. But um, just to give you guys a little bit more background rather than us just rambling a little bit about like, oh, they're really cool. This was a fun interview. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, exactly. We also I think this season is too like a like. Yeah, like you're saying, we want to highlight the accolades so that you kind of know who you're listening to when they're speaking, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, really quickly, before we intro the ep- the, the guest from this episode, Matt, do you want to uh, highlight your song of the week? Yeah. Oh, my God. What a fun idea. We should do this every week. Oh, my God. That's so fun. If you listen to our last episode from 2020, <laughs> may that year rest in peace. Um we talked a lot about our music from the year and we were like, Oh my gosh, let's like, let's like talk about music some more. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to do a song of the week each. Yeah. So the song that I cannot stop listening to this week, I know I'm a little bit behind, but as Aaron knows, that is kind of like my brand. I'm usually three to five months late on things and that's being generous. Um, I say with like, popular things or things that are really good usually when it comes to like screaming music i'm right on top of it but that's kind of it um lucid by rena sawayama god i hope i said that right um i can't stop listening to that song it was so much fun i just want to go yeah to she's very good it. jack benoit showed me her when i was in boston last and he was like i'm sure everyone in la is like are you listening to her and i was like i've literally never heard of her in my entire life <laughs> look at jack being on top of things wow definitely like queer dance music anthem type of vibes for sure yes absolutely mm. what about you aaron oh my god i must call you eric <laughs> aaron don't do that <laughs> <are you> <laughs> yeah that's not my name this week that's not my name uh by the ching tings that's my song of the week just kidding um oh, okay random well i have a bunch actually <laughs> oh my god uh if you haven't listened to ash nico's new mixtape it's on everything have you did you listen to later boy i did i did listen to it i was okay. like this is very cute it's definitely very Aaron. i it's appreciate so it's just like it's the nostalgia <laughs> for me you know because like i loved avril lavigne oh i still love her and i'm sure you do too which is yeah. why i was kind of bummed out that her new song that just came out was kind of like a little disappointing yeah um but 
Ash Nico's entire new mixtape. But I just found the sound re- the song recently called Penthouse Eight by William Bolton, and it reminds me a lot of like the old weekend music. Um, oh, like loft music and like that whole era, like his first, first real discography. I don't even know if it was like a mixtape or like an EP or what, but like those, like, the like synthesizer. I like that album will always be one of like my favorite albums forever. Like wicked oh. games. Uh huh. Yeah. That's a good one. That. So that whole era. Uh-huh. And th- this song just kind of reminds me of that. So yeah, check it out. Oh, love. Yes. So this week, since it's the beginning of season two and we're starting off fresh and we're doing something different and crazy and exciting and we're really pulling out all the stops, um, <laughs> this week we are joined by none other than queer ally queen Remy Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> also, looking back on season one, we never really delved into our past traumas. You know, Matt and mm-hmm. I had these people come on and uh, we made them answer a lot of like, harsh questions <laughs> and we didn't, we didn't do it ourselves so we were like ah great way to kick off season two will be to you know kind of interview kind of each up, other open up a little bit so hell yeah so we had remy join us because she is a podcasting phenomenon her and alicia have a podcast called pretty basic uh, a few months back, they passed 50 million downloads. So, Which is wild. They yeah. are boss-ass bitches. They are incredible, both of them. So super, super excited to have Remy on today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was fun to, to talk to some or to have somebody on who's a good friend of yours to be able to talk about you, Aaron. Yes. Um, I think it really made for a fun welcome like very I was gonna say welcoming environment but obviously um I thought it made for a really interesting discussion yeah kind of say that every episode it did well it's it's interesting and I'm curious what you're gonna think and I mean we'll get to this in next week's episode when we interview you being on this side of it when people are asking you the questions maybe this is just me but it's like when I would stop talking and there was like any silence, everything felt so much longer versus like being on the other side when you're the interviewer, like mm-hmm. a silence feels like a second and a half. And then like when you're the interviewee, a silence feels like 25 seconds and you're like, oh, did I say <laughs> something bad? Like, is it, where do I go? Should I keep going? Like what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. that's definitely a, it's definitely not how it felt on this side. So you did a great job, Aaron. <laughs> That's good. Well, it just, it honestly just made me appreciate to everyone who's come on and talked about it. Like, I know mm-hmm. that we say this every episode, but again, like being on the other side of it now, like it's not easy. So thank you to everybody who has yeah. come on and who will come on. And we love, we you. love you. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about who Remy is before we get into it? Yes. So Remy, on top of being a podcast queen, is also just like a star content creator. She has a YouTube channel. She has a vlog channel where she like documents her entire life. Um, Instagram queen. She's trying to blow up her TikTok. So yeah, influencer, content creator. Um, I would say that her brand is like cooking, fitness, wellness, housewife, luxury, realness. (laughs) I would agree a hundred percent. I feel like that <laughs> that really like hit it right on the head. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. So if you're interested in like 
what you should buy from Amazon, Trader Joe's, how to cook things, what you should do to be working out. And honestly, just like positivity. I would say that she is, uh, she never fails to put a smile on my face watching her videos. So yeah, I've known Remy for like almost, almost six years, five and a half years now. Uh, we met at BeautyCon New York, which I think we talked about in the episode a little bit. Yeah. In September of 2015. And yeah, we've just, I don't know. It's been a, it's been a wild ride. Um, we got super close, like the end of my sophomore year of college because I went and stayed with her. Also, like, God bless her heart because I, I don't think you know this, Matt, but like... <laughs> So I met her, Remy and Tara in like October and then we like chatted a little bit and I tried to see her that December when I was in LA. I like texted her and was like, Hey, like I'm here, like would love to see you if, if you're around. And she was like, Oh my God, wild. I never thought that I would hear from you again, but I'm not around, but sorry. Um, so we didn't (laughs) hang out, but then like flash forward to like April and I was going to Orlando for playlist live and I don't really know how it happened, but I I just, like, I, I ended up staying with them in their hotel room. Like, Remy and Tara had a hotel room together, and I had literally met them, like, once. But they were like, yeah, come stay on our floor. Like, it'll be fun. And I feel like that weekend just kind of, like, <laughs> cemented our friendship. Like, we bonded. I mean, I truly think that Remy and I clicked immediately when we met. Like, we just vibed. We were, like, very much on the same page. Same sense of humor. Um but yeah, she we had like never really spent time together and they were like, Yeah, you can totally come stay with us for the weekend. And I was like, Amazing. And it was like one of the most fun weekends Aww. like ever. It was so great. Oh, so, that's so fun. Yeah. So that happened and then I spent a summer living in LA and we hung out so much. Like so, 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 so much, like multiple times a week. And then I spent and the rest two weeks is history. With her. Yeah, it was great. Um when I was studying abroad, I was, t- she was probably one of the people that I was like literally texting the most while I was living in Barcelona. Like we were talking almost every single day. We would FaceTime like all the time. So oh my gosh. Yeah, it's really, yeah, we, we've been through it. We've grown. We've, it's been, a, <laughs> it's been a ride. So it's been exciting. It's oh, fun. Yeah. And I got to meet Remy once in, uh, in New York city actually when we all happened to be there at the same time doing yes. things, which was super random, but that was <laughs> another time when I was like, Hey, I'm coming to New York. Can I stay with you? <laughs> no, I think it was like, I knew she and Alicia were going to New York. This was like right after I, it was literally, I finished my last final senior year of college. I submitted it. And like two hours later, I was like on a train to New York. Cause I knew they were going to be oh there. Oh my so God. I, like, I remember hey. that. Like I would love to come and visit and like see you. Cause I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. So I went and saw them in New York. We went to mean girls on Broadway with Tarte cosmetics, which was like one of the best Broadway musicals I've ever seen. It was so fun. And then that. we were out drinking until late at night and Matthew came and found us. And I showed up for a little bit. I had to get the train back in home. A suit. I, got to, I was in a suit. That's right. I was at a fundraiser that night. No, um, I was not contributing funds because I uh, didn't have any, <laughs> but I had actually he was working it was the crowd. For, it was actually for family quality council that I had uh, talked about uh, earlier in this. I've been involved with them. For, yeah. I've been involved with them for in a few different capacities for a while now, but um that's where I was earlier that night. And then I don't know if I told you, did I ever tell you about how like wild my train ride was home? 
That I night, think he probably did, but I ca- honestly cannot remember. Oh my god, I got the one fifty six, which is like a.m. I think I the, yeah, a.m. and train home. It's like a 50, 60 minute train ride home, so I didn't get home till like fucking late. My parents were not happy, but um, yeah. it's notorious for being the train. Like it's the last train like into my area, so anybody who's like out partying and whatnot like has to take that train home if they're gonna get home if they don't want to take the train home at like 5 Mm a.m. And it was like, there was like three different fights, two different people threw Mm -hmm. up on the train. There was pizza Uh -uh. on the floor. (laughs) It was like, and I was just sitting by myself, headphones in like this, this is better than Jersey shore. This this is, (laughs) you know, this is living. (laughs) This is living. That's Uh wild. Yeah. I've only taken the 156 like, two or three times i think and every time it is just gorgeous <laughs> one for the books yes always one for the books i just start history in the making yeah yeah well anyway i think we've let this go on long enough so much for us wanting to cut down these intros <laughs> we had to give them a long a long welcome back you know long long <laughs> long long, long. long. Yes. yes so welcome back everybody we're happy happy to have, to you, have here. you here hey that's what i said oh my god are we like twins i <laughs> like like or something we should maybe make a youtube video about that or maybe I oh should my god are you gonna plug this YouTube? every single fucking time <laughs> that we ever say anything at the same time <laughs> look i don't have much content out there on the web so i gotta I gotta make my plugs where I can. I mean, I'm getting a view for it, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> um, so, yes, we hope you enjoyed the interview. Uh, please don't come for me while I get all personal and deep. <laughs> oh my god, it's really, it's awesome. Or come for me, it's fine. Um, but yes, we really hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, send it to a friend, spread the web, share the wealth, bring someone else into this mm. fam. We are all all about redistribution on this podcast so dissemination what is it dissection it's not our podcast is what it is <laughs> for everyone listening i love oh race God. chaser by alaska and Willem. it's so good it's so good before we get into this week's episode we also really quickly wanted to highlight the fact that it is february and february is black history month yeah and we wanted to give a big shout out back to one of our former guests um faith who came on and absolutely rocked our worlds with her wisdom and her beauty and charm i know i didn't see her but like you could just tell how gorgeous and amazing she was (laughs) through through the episode um yeah she's doing she's doing a lot of awesome work right now she She's raised a bunch of money over the past few months. I think she started she started a GoFundMe, I want to say in like July, but um, has been raising money and collecting donations for all of the unhoused LGBTQIA plus folks in the LA area. So she's been using donations uh, to secure like warm clothing, tents, sleeping bags, blankets, because LA is actually horrifically cold right now, which is probably shocking to people who don't live here. There's a huge homeless population here and it's currently monsooning and 40 degrees outside so um so she's been doing some awesome work uh we wanted to just take a moment to like point back to her episode uh if you didn't listen to that one you should absolutely give it a listen she was she kind of changed the way that i view being queer so 
definitely give it a listen and remember to check out Glitz, which is the organization that she highlighted at the end of the episode, which is gays and lesbians living in a transgender society. If you guys want to show, go show Faith some love, um, we're going to put her Venmo and Cash App in the episode description. She is a uh, black, queer, trans, non-binary woman. Yeah, we're going to try to highlight a different black, queer-focused organization each week this month. Um, so if you're involved in any or if you know any that are near and dear to your heart, uh, please send them our way. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoy hearing all about Aaron. And Goodbye. come back next week because we're going to de- we're going to delve into Matthew with another yes. another exciting guest. So. Another exciting guest, so you'll have to just you'll have to wait and see who it is. You'll have to wait and see. All right. Adios. Ciao. Hasta pronto. Buenos nachos. goodness i'm so excited for this and kind of scared me too <laughs> yeah, I'm scared what I'm scared <laughs> i'm like evil finger whatever you call this so excited yes, you something. need to be like in a, a rolly chair plotting thank you christ almighty it's like as soon as we hit record i'm like what is a more than a four letter word <laughs> you need like a cat you need a cat on your Whose laugh is that matt and i are super excited to launch season two today with the podcast queen herself, Miss Remy Cruz. Hello. Hi, Remy. everyone. <laughs> Thank you. The woman, the myth, the legend. <laughs> Giving us a queen <laughs> wave extraordinaire only. on the other side. Wow, you look really good. Right? I was homecoming princess twice, so. Oh, twice? <laughs> Wait. Explain. Um, How did that? What really? Yeah. Well, you could do. I didn't win ever, but you could do um, like ninth grade, tenth grade, eleventh grade. You had like the princess, and that's why that's when I got in like ninth grade, and then I got it again senior year, but I didn't win, so I wasn't queen. Just a princess, never a queen. It's okay. Too much responsibility. Right. I think two princesses make a queen anyway, so it's okay. (laughs) That's fitting. Plus, I feel like the princesses always get the like the really hot. Thank uh, you. Others anyway. I, was, I don't know. There might be. A I was single, but that's okay. <laughs> there, so, you know. <laughs> How are you today? I am well. I am. Uh, I'm a little tired, but we're pushing through. Only one more day till the weekend. Are you tired from launching season three of Pretty Basic? <laughs> I am. We recorded quite a few times this week, but I feel like also like my 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 uh, throat is lubricated. I'm ready to just. Let lay it all out on the table today. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you've been missing the. You've been missing recording and putting exactly. your voice out there. I just oh needed one God. more hour. One more hour to say it all. So for everyone who's listening, if you don't know, Remy is a vlogger, a content creator, a podcaster, uh, a chef, a two-time homecoming a two-time princess, a dog mom, yes. a loving girlfriend, a daughter, a sister. Wow! Put that all on the tombstone. To the best of my knowledge, she's totally straight. 
Well, she kidding. definitely has a loving boyfriend. <laughs> She's an ally. She is an ally. <laughs> she she is an ally. <laughs> Long time ally. Yes, thank you. Well, it's so nice to be here. And after all that, Remy, I have to ask, how would you describe yourself? Um, fuck. Can I cuss on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would describe myself as a domestic queen, a domestic princess. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like to, like, I like to I like to cook I like to clean I like to sit with my dogs and uh, that's about it wow thank you I love that that sounds like a really lovely <laughs> life to be <laughs> thank honest thank you so much I mean it reminds me of the like the tweet that I saw recently that was like um fuck this shit we're supposed to be naked running through the forest picking berries and shit not paying taxes and I'm like I mean where's the lie <laughs> <laughs> I if I just have to like maintain a space and make my, and eat, I mean, what else are we supposed to do? I, like, I mean, really? I feel that really hard. Pro, pro, yeah, procreate, mm. I guess, but you know, <laughs> it's not really my jam. <laughs> so. Anyway, Remy, I'm so excited you're here. An honor to have you. Thank you for having me. So excited yeah. to be here. Excited for what we're gonna get into this episode. I'm a little bit scared. Oh, I am so excited. Aaron, as well as I know you and as well as I'm sure Remy knows you, it will never not be fun to delve into the most deep secrets and deep-seated traumas mm. of your friend. <laughs> and that's called bonding. I was going to say, Matt's having Sister. too much fun. <laughs> Um, for everyone listening, Matt and I have realized that last season we spent 25 weeks grilling other people on their lives and not really telling you about us. So we thought for season two, it would be nice to start by delving into our inner traumas a little bit. You know, we put people on the spot a bunch, so it's our turn. Time to flip the switch. That's what I'm here yes. for. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. We thought it'd be super fun to have someone maybe who doesn't know all the ins and outs of a queer life to ask some questions that we wouldn't even yeah. think of. Um, if I say anything offensive, we mm-hmm. will be editing that out. Uh, it's hand done by Aaron, <laughs> according to the, the, the poster. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Actually, this is the let's get Remy canceled. <laughs> Surprise. Episode, <laughs> so I do like, obviously, though, there's so many things that I wondered that I mean everyone's story is obviously different but there's so many things that I would love to know furthermore about your story in particular so I cannot wait also don't worry this is a safe space I know that you asking a question even if it comes like I know that there's no malintent with you asking things so it's like don't don't tread on eggshells just ask whatever the fuck you want and okay I love it and if you're listening and you get pissed about a question or a way she asks it, you can't be mad. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Because other people probably have the same I fucking so question. Someone's okay. Wondering. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, if you're listening, don't be a dick. <laughs> Just suck one. That's okay. Let's that get on with be the interview. <laughs> oh, it, I mean, if that's your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or just smile and wave at it and walk away. I don't know. What is this? Penguins of Madagascar? <laughs> Penguins of Madagascar? Smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. Smile and wave, boys. Smile I got it. I got it, Matt. Don't worry. I knew it was. Oh, my man. God. I just got a text from my dad that I'm kicked off his insurance in a week. Lovely. 
So sorry. Happy birthday. <laughs> Yay, oh 26. <laughs> Aquarius <Yeah>. queen. <laughs> I was having that conversation with Shelby earlier today, actually, because she's getting kicked off in like two weeks as well. Oh, yeah, and she, she was like, after. do you have insurance? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll send her a link. I've got, I think I have mine set up already, but uh, good, to, good reminder. Oh my gosh. Mm. Could you send it to me too? Oh, yes. I'll send you my links. We, we can all be on the same one. Your referral links. Use code <laughs> Remy to, for 10% <laughs> off. <laughs> 15% off your copay. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, wait, that's actually such an interesting question. I never, like, what do YouTubers, influencers, or pe- yeah, YouTubers, sorry, better term, um, creators do for insurance? You don't? Yeah. Well, no, you do. I think you just kind of figure it out on you. You don't. <laughs> According to my friend, you don't. I think you just got to figure it out for yourself. I mean, I think it's just that, like, you pay the the plan or whatever, but you don't. It's not subsidized by your company, basically. So, like, if I were to just pay for the plan yeah. out of pocket, it would be, like, double the price. Whereas, Ugh. like, through my job, they cover half of it or whatever. Oh. Okay, let's get into the interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aaron. so let's... Where does it all begin? Well... <laughs> Um, yeah, I think you've mentioned it a bit, a few times on the podcast before, but why don't we just start, um, how old were you when you knew you were, or when you realized you were a little, a little queer different? Uh, probably when I was person. like three. Really? That's crazy. Yeah. How, I mean, what? I didn't know, like, I didn't know what it meant, but it was like, I, I feel like when I was younger, I was kind of just like attracted to everybody around my age like i liked boys and girls kind of i was just like they're all cute I'd, like i don't know and then when i was really young i only played with like barbies i loved to dress up like all of those little uh cliches i guess but yeah that was which don't necessarily mean you're no gay. yeah definitely True. not but um yeah i think i was just kind of like expressive as a kid and my parents were very supportive and just kind of let me do whatever i wanted which was really really nice that's great would you and nikki dress up together yes and i would always like for years i would always just like blame it on her i'd be like yeah my sister just like wants me to dress up but it was (laughs) but yeah it was it was well because then it was like you know as you get older you turn like six seven and people start to like make fun of you for it and they're like oh my god you play with barbies and i'm like no like they're my sisters and then like behind closed doors of course they were fucking mine like i loved that shit (laughs) that's so cute (laughs) yeah i mean it is cute, but it's so... Ugh, kids are so mean from such a truly, young age. Truly. Truly. It's and really I, wild. Do you think that that, um, that like, stunted your, like, self-discovery or self-development or, like, in, like geared you to do things that you weren't necessarily interested in doing? Yes. Um, short answer, yes. I think that I, luckily, since I grew up with such supportive family, it wasn't really, like, a complete squash like it wasn't like i can't do this at all it was just kind of i recognized from a young age i think that i had to kind of keep a lot of my private life private and not really talk about a lot of things in the public sphere that i was feeling or like drawn to because it was just kind of not accepted where i grew up i grew up in upstate new york for everybody listening um and new york is a liberal city but new york state in itself is very very conservative i luckily grew up in a pretty liberal town but like all of the surrounding areas were very red like if you drive around 
in the area surrounding Cooperstown. It's a lot of Trump flags and a lot of pickup trucks and farmland and things like that. So, yes. And and Confederate flags, which makes and Confederate sense. flags. Yes, this is true. I grew up with a lot of Confederate flags around me. So, it's oh. it's interesting that people are like still shocked by that because it's just something that I've known forever that people like will still fucking hold on to that in even in upstate New York. But yeah, I had no idea. I, I seriously had no idea around that mm-hmm. area or just New York in general. Mm. Mm. I mean, it. I, you'll find it all over the, the Northeast once you go like 45 to an hour, sometimes less outside of a, like a, an urban area or a city. You, I mean, you'll see Confederate flags all over it. it people are so It's dumb. very strange. Oh my God. But whatever. We got a lot of work to do still. <laughs> That's all that boils down to. But I don't know. I kind of just knew. Again, luckily, I grew up with such a great family that I kind of always knew that I was never going to stay in upstate New York. It was never like, oh, this is my life forever. It was kind of like, this is my life until I'm 18 and I go to college and I leave. And then I, I thought forever that I was going to move to New York. And then once I got older, I kind of knew that I was going to move to L.A. Once I started uh, coming to visit out here for like YouTube stuff, I was like, yep, I'm going to go to L.A. So uh, I feel like you fit perfectly, <laughs> though. So you you knew when you were three, as you say, but like, when did you actually start having real thoughts? I've, I've three, never like, had a real thought. Like when did you become? <laughs> <thank you? laughs> I've never had a thought in my brain. <laughs> no th- <laughs> like what? At what point? When did you like, like the first boy and you're like, wait, am I? Um, well, again, it's like, uh, I had such a weird experience cause I grew up in such a small town that I knew the same people from kindergarten or like preschool. And then I was like graduating with the same kids. Like it was like the same mm-hmm. 65 kids. So I wasn't like really that attractive. I like knew that I like found the male body attractive, but I wasn't attracted to anybody in upstate New York because I was like, I hate all of you. Like you all suck. You all have fucking Confederate <laughs> flags and just talk like idiots. Um, very few people dressed well like it was just like i was like this isn't my space but i knew probably from the time that i was like third maybe 13 i don't know i was i was always drawn to like both and then as i got older i was less drawn to women so interesting yeah yeah and i did have one girlfriend in high school i dated a girl for six months the end of my junior year into the beginning of my senior year uh, and this is going to be fun to talk about because I'm sure it's going to be sent to her. I've never like talked about this online before. Um, but oh shout out boy. to her. I, I don't want to like name her because, uh, it's, I mean, if you like, if you know, you know, but I don't want to like bring up anything for anyone else because I, it's, I want to respect her privacy and everything. We don't know where her exactly. comfort levels lie. So. I haven't talked to her about anything about me really since I, kind of like started living my real life so it's i don't know but just trying to respect her but uh i did genuinely really enjoy her as a person like we got along really well and it was really fun when it was a thing but then it's like i think by the time i hit senior year i was like this isn't really who i am like i just kind of need to end this for my sake and for her sake because it isn't really fair to her either so and that was like around the time that i was visiting tufts where I went to college with Matt and everybody at Tufts was gay 
and then I like went and visited and I was like, oh my God, everyone is gay. This is amazing. <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs> but do you, do you think of it? I mean, you said that there was like a really specific point or how did you phrase it? I mean, you literally just said it. What the hell? All of our um, brains are mush. Where you like started living your, I know, Christ almighty. Like you started living your real life. I mean, do you think of those as like two like very specific two like different versions of you or just like two different chapters like what how do you look at those i mean different parts of your life like before and after (laughs) living like i said earlier i don't really think that i don't think that i actually ever had like a coming out um which is shocking to people who meet me now um and people who met me in college because they just kind of assumed that i a lot of people i think assumed that i came out when i was like 14 because it's like i'm not I'm not hyper masculine. I'm very like comfortable with myself and I'm pretty gay. (laughs) Um, But like I said earlier, like I think that I just kind of knew that when I was in high school and stuff, like my life would just be a lot easier if I just kind of didn't address that part of myself. So I knew that it was there and I was like pretty in tune with it. I just didn't act on anything. I just focused on schoolwork and sports and YouTube YouTube was like a huge outlet for me when I was younger because it kind of connected me to people everywhere and like allowed me to kind of be my true self more and like express my creativity, especially without, you know, like my tiny town looking on, which was nice. Um, But yeah, when I went to college, I didn't ever announce anything. I just kind of like lived my life and, you know, hooked up with whoever I wanted to. And there wasn't really ever... A specific coming out there wasn't ever like <clears throat> a moment where i was like surprise uh, it's me it just yeah, i just kind of like did my own thing and everyone kind of respected it which was nice um no l mills coming out video for you no no but that is like the most <laughs> iconic coming out video ever i love i was crying l like mills. a baby so when you got to college and then you were exposed to this whole new group of people and just new world that you hadn't experienced before how did you feel when you met the first guy that you had romantic feelings for? Was that like a weird out of body experience or was it just, it felt really natural (laughs) for you? Okay. So I did have one like romantic crush in high school that I won't dwell on because again, it's like, there's not really any anonymity in like my high school experience. Like if anyone from my high school is listening to this, they're all going to be like, "Uh uh-huh. I know precisely who this is. So again, for this person's (laughs) privacy, like I'll kind of like keep it on the low, but there was one person in high school where I finally, um, did find some romantic spark. It was kind of one-sided. Uh, but again, we won't get into that right now, but that's also like super typical when you're young and queer and in, your hometown to not find that as much i have a lot to say on that yes that'll be a later issue or a later (laughs) episode (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's pretty remarkable to be able to go into a space and just like not announce yourself and not have to like state you can just like start living that way and it's you know accepted it's pretty i think the word privilege is really kind of overused and under and not understood as well as it should be. But I think it, it, you know, it is very, it is a privilege to be able to do that and just to like Mm -hmm. go in and just be gay and not have to like explain yourself to anybody. I mean, absolutely. And 
How do you feel I mean, about that? I don't really attribute that to myself. I attribute that more to Tufts and like the environment that was fostered there and like the, the type of student body that they strove to create. And I think that they did a great job with that. Um, I think the element of privilege. I think you should give yourself some credit though. I, it takes a lot of confidence just to like be like, you know what I'm doing me and not like want to say anything to anybody or explain yourself just being that comfortable with like your choices and your decisions and not even again like, though it's like i feel like i don't i don't like attribute it, that, that much to myself i attribute that to like my family and like my upbringing and the people that i did have in my life when i was like i did have a few internet friends that i had talked to stuff about beforehand and kind of worked through it yeah and i think that that was like a super important part of me not necessarily like coming to terms with it but like no, I guess coming to terms with it and like understanding it better um, and just being able to like actually connect with the people. Like, you know, you see the the coming out videos and the like it gets better videos and it's like, yeah, sure, whatever. But then when you actually get to like connect with people and talk through it, it's like that's when you actually start to feel it. When you said the privilege thing, like my mind automatically just went to like the privilege that I had to be able to attend a fucking institution like Tufts because not everybody has the privilege to like be able to afford a private school in the liberal city of Boston where they're like trying to build a diverse and accepting community. That's going to make people better. So I'm, I feel very fortunate that I was able to like figure myself out and grow so much in a space like that. And I wish that everybody in the world was able to do that, but it's really fucked up in this country that we're not. I'm like getting emotional. <laughs> Why am I getting emotional? I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh my God. That was beautiful. I'm Aww, sorry. Remy. I'm like actually getting emotional. <laughs> Success. Anyway. <laughs> oh, that was really sweet. Yeah. But I like that you aren't just, how do I word this exactly? I don't know. I, I like that you are aware of the privileges that you were given and you're not taking them for granted. Um, but I do agree with everything you said. Well, I think again, it's like the, the many layers of that is that I had no idea of how privileged I was until I like went to the school that taught me how privileged I was like that, like that truly was such an eye opening experience for me because like I said, I grew up in rural upstate New York, literally every single person there was like, I think there were three people of color in my hometown. Um, and it was it's a certain type of conversation that happens there. And I didn't have conversations of privilege of race, of ethnicity. I didn't know. I mean, I knew about sexuality, but like a lot of people there don't know anything about sexuality or gender or anything like that. And being able to go to like an institution like Tufts is really where I feel like I was able to learn so much about all of that and all of my sociology classes and all of the like beautiful different people from all over the world there. (laughs) But did you ever have that conversation with mm. your parents or was it the same with <laughs> okay. them? Were you just kind of like, I knew this was life? coming. Um, <laughs> so it's, 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 it's a funny story, but I mean, my parents, I would love to have them on at some point, or I want to make a YouTube video with them at some point and talk about it because I'm sure they knew since I was literally born. Like, I think that I probably popped out of 
my mother with a fucking limp wrist like <laughs> I it's not it wasn't like a secret and I remember multiple times throughout my life when my parents sit me down and be like you know like it's okay if you're gay like we'll love you anyway and you know being uh, and it always comes from a great place but anytime someone says that to you before you're ready to talk about it it feels like an not necessarily an attack like I knew that my parents were like not attacking me and they were like coming from a place of love but when someone's not ready to like admit it to themselves or not ready to have a conversation about it it has nothing to do with the people who are asking it has so much to do with like what's going on internally with these people um so like i was not ready to talk about it for a very long time with friends or with family and a lot of people like a lot of my very good friends in middle school and high school would talk try to talk to me about it and it did kind of feel like an attack um but again it's like that was just a me thing it wasn't it wasn't something going on with anyone else but um i know i mean i totally understand where you're coming from and i think it speaks to a a bigger thing that a lot of people including queer people at times don't necessarily understand that, that like when we say someone else's journey is their own and you have to like let them come to you when they're ready it's like no matter how inclusive or loving an environment Mm -hmm. you make like it's always going to be somebody else's journey and if they're not ready there's nothing you can do and it truly is like i didn't really understand this until we started the podcast i don't think and when i started to like look at myself a little bit more deeply through talking to all of these other people is it's it truly does have so much to do with like what you endured when you were three and when people were like why the fuck do you want to wear a dress like you're such a faggot and it's like that shit like stays with you even when you think that you're okay with it stuff that happens to you at such a young age when you have to minimize these parts of your identity for so many years in order to like blend in oh my god i'm getting emotional um no i'm it stays with you forever it totally does i mean i can still think back to like fourth grade kindergarten like i i can remember specific instances with kids who like would say thing any anything to like make you not feel like you're a boy yeah. or like not feel like you're a normal boy that shit stays with you forever and then you know when you're older and our like society is gonna tell you that you know you're not the same type of boy like it all comes back and like means more than people can really yeah. understand so anyway um i came out to my parents while i was studying abroad kind of i uploaded a youtube video when i was a junior in college and i mean in it i i still never have made a video where i've like said i'm gay i don't think um and again i think it's just the deep like i i don't like the ter- whatever <laughs> matt's matt's like <laughs> <I'm just thinking. laughs> i don't i don't know and i don't i may have said it in a vlog it's something that i'm like i'm trying to work on personally but i think that gay for me personally like the label just still i don't res it doesn't resonate with me because and i think again it's because of like how many times it it was used so negatively against me that it's like i don't i don't like saying it about myself Mm. probably so that's why it's like queer for me has always kind of felt more of like a a fitting label i guess also because like we've talked about so many times when you say gay people are like oh so you a hundred percent only like men and i'm like well i have no fucking idea um i'm attracted to a lot of different things and a lot of different types of people so uh i think for me queer also feels just less uh finite and or like confining probably Mm -hmm. um 
But I made this video when I was a junior studying abroad in Barcelona and I talked about I talked about why I had an issue with the idea of coming out um, and why I was like, I don't think that this is necessary and I think that coming out day is kind of problematic. And I uploaded it unlisted. I s texted it to my parents <laughs> and my sister, I think. What does that mean? Um, you so I put it, it on YouTube and I edited, I made it so that you could only watch it if you had the link. So like if I were to text you the link oh. before it was like published for the world to see, then it's mm -hmm. like, I, yeah, that's unlisted. So I put it up as unlisted and I, I texted to my family and I was like, just a heads up. I'm posting this tomorrow and I feel like oh. you all should watch it before I post this online. And I like turned my phone off <laughs> and I was like, and I was oh like, I God. need to, I was like, I did it. I need to just like decompress for a second. Oh. And then I got belligerently fucked up and I went to a chain smokers concert <laughs> and I blacked out the entire night. Chain smokers. This is a chain <laughs> I think I remember this. I totally remember this. Yeah. How did they react? Um, I mean, immediately they you were like, the I was know. getting texts, I was getting calls, I was getting phone calls. Like, they were like, we love you. Like, we're so proud of you, blah, 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 blah. It was like endless support. But even at the time I was like, I can't deal with this. And I just was like, I have to go black out, which is like not healthy and like, like not a good response looking back on it. But like, that was how I kind of handled myself when I didn't know. I, yeah. One in Spain. I think it's a totally fair response. I mean, when you put yourself out like that, but I you think like building up the courage just to even say that is so draining. Like you got to give yourself time to recharge before you can like handle. Totally, but I think a healthier response would have been like turning my phone off and going and like sitting on the beach versus like let me drink <laughs> half a bottle of vodka. Like I think that that is a little <laughs> bit um, problematic looking back on it. You're. A you're I don't a agree. In I That's don't true. Agree. It, yeah. it was very yeah. normalized <laughs> by my friends. <laughs> and in Europe, it's even more normalized. That's true. That's totally. so true. I, I mean, that's yeah. like lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do that and then get it, take a siesta. Isn't that what they do? Isn't uh -huh. that the thing? And then you wake up with some sangria. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to what you were saying, though, about how you don't want to, how you, it's hard for you to define yourself as gay. I can't imagine growing up and having people use that as a term uh, like a derogatory term and a term of, of bullying like they were using the word gay to make you feel bad about yourself mm. which it's nothing to feel bad about yourself for but i i imagine i can understand why it's hard for you now to define yourself with that term when it used to be used in an insulting way totally and that's how podcasting is kind of like therapy like i literally never would have come to terms with that or like uncovered that about myself until i talked about it once a week yeah. for half a year for the yeah. world here like <laughs> <laughs> you're just working it out did you know you even felt that way before the pod or did you kind of know but you just kind of like suppressed it and then as we were talking about it, it came out or did it just like fully come out while you were podcasting and like holy shit i didn't even know i felt this way um the first time i really started thinking about it i think was probably well it was probably after like the inheritance like the inheritance which was a play on broadway that i saw and i think after that i was like i need to look at myself a little bit more uh closely and try to understand mm, some things about myself and then mm. i was actually i did some writing so i i work with calvin klein a little bit for everyone listening um but they Oh my, oh my god, crazy. Oh my god. But they, famous. they sent me their like pride <laughs> collection last year and they were like, 
can you answer these prompts for us? And then like, we'll like submit them with your photos. And I like used it to like actually kind of do a deep dive into like why I felt about a lot of the things that I felt. And I was like, Oh my God. Whoa. And then, wow. yeah. But then I like, I wrote like an essay for my like contact over there. And she was like, this is all beautiful, but like, I can't do this justice. Like you need to like, pub- like do a video or something about this somewhere. Cause she was like, I can't, I can't publish an essay for you. I'm sorry. She was like, but this is really, really, really <laughs> powerful. So that was when it like started. And then that kind of led to the podcast. I think too, that was part of the reason that it came about. So that's awesome. Though. Yeah. I, I remember reading that answer and just being like, Oh fuck you. Like really put your heart and soul. Mm-hmm. And well, and then it was like, this. I know I sent it, it to you beautiful. and was like, what is this? Like, what else can you think of? And we kind of like volleyballed back and forth about like other, other things that we both had kind of experienced. And it kind of, led to the the birth of this this project but but i did want to jump back really quickly too because um i know that i and this is something that i've been toying with the idea of like making a video about for a while but i'm the video that i uploaded quote unquote to come out was like me talking about why i thought coming out was shitty and unnecessary and like horrible but it it's interesting like how much of a shift i've seen in myself after i like got the weight off my chest I guess um and how much your life really does kind of change even though I mean for my entire life it's like that scene from Love Simon where they're like why should I need to come out like fuck that like no one else has to come out but it it's really wild how it's like once you just fucking do it you're like ah I'm free (laughs) like (laughs) wow I mean like in a dream world though one day people won't have to come out Mm-hmm. ever it's just like everyone's accepting of everyone but i just don't know how we're going to get to that place yeah. and like what starts that shift and it's going to take obviously a long time but even with those kids who would bully you guys when you were kids i have a lot of friends who are kindergarten teachers third grade teachers seventh grade teachers like i just hear from them how much the kids pick up from the parents so mm. i just know all the things that you guys have endured from when you were children were probably picked up from the parents yeah. or like a tv show or something they're watching but most likely the parents which breaks my heart yeah but that just means that totally. our but generation hoping... will switch it a little bit yeah i agree. yeah exactly and like with the media that with tiktok are cons- that kids are consuming now <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's a little bit more gay um Hope, hopefully yeah. queer Fingers friendly crossed. Um, I want to switch over to you moving to LA <laughs> and what it was like for you to go from college. Like, what was the gay culture like at, well, it's the culture sounds great at Tufts, but then like I've heard that the gay culture in LA is toxic with a capital T. So how has it been? How has that shift for you? Remy, before he answers that question, I just want to say that you actually had a very interesting uh gay culture kind of reference when you said that because on in people's like grinder profiles or scruff profiles sorry if you can hear my dog barking um hoagie me if they are you communicating with him via cough um no um when people capitalize the letter t it means that they want to do meth with you no you're kidding me <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's true <laughs> <gasps> i 
didn't even know that. Wow. Gay culture. <laughs> yeah. So you, you little did yeah. I know. Yeah. So in a way, you are right. It is toxic with a capital <laughs> T at times. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so funny. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if that's a, the, actually. I didn't really know that until I moved to LA. Well, I guess I would have learned regardless. Just getting older, but like, meth is very popular in get. Well, I shouldn't say very popular, but. Um, a subset of gay men, yeah, like enjoy it using it. Specifically, meth. Sorry. Specifically, only meth, not like anything else. Just meth. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not familiar with it. But people like to use it because then you're awake for two days and super horny, I believe, or something like. I had no idea. Yeah, wow. it's kind of scary. Uh, don't do that, kids. Just I can't wait to take this fun fact with me now. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna start you're texting. Are you gonna text like, Ollie? And be like, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'll do it. I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> He's gonna be like, what the fuck, Remy? <laughs> I'm gonna text him right now. <laughs> Live reaction. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Well, again, this is the like. I guess this. I mean, I think also part of this is quarantine. Is like the the forced. Like you're, we're forced to look at ourselves a little bit harder when we're sitting at home the entire time. But I also like, I I'm working on a video that's probably going up Saturday, hopefully where I like kind of, I think I kind of had a little bit of an identity crisis when I moved out here, um, which is a little tangential, but I didn't really realize it until recently because it's like, I grew up in New York. I went to school in Boston. I was a diver and I was like, I was like, quote unquote, the YouTube kid at Tufts. So then I moved out to LA. I wasn't in New York. I wasn't in Boston. No one really cares about where you went to school here. I wasn't a diver anymore. I didn't have my sports team community. I didn't really know that many. I mean, I knew a lot of people in LA, but like the, it was a mix of like the post-college transition and, and just like shedding a lot of the, the things that I like that made me who I was that like weren't really part of my life anymore. And I think that that, I mean, the, the dating culture sucks here for sure. But I think that that was a bigger part of it. And I think that moving to a city like LA or like New York, when you don't have yourself really figured out yet, you can't be present socially. And like, you can't, you definitely can't date healthfully. So do you know what you just described? What? If you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? I, I mean, I guess, yeah. Rude knows what she's talking about. But mm-hmm. I think it's just kind of like when you literally don't even know who you are anymore. Like, I, I started working and I stopped kind of everything. I just, like, I just was working for a year. I wasn't really doing YouTube. I was There were, like, six months where I didn't pick up my camera and, like, didn't do photography. And... Yeah, uh, I so know. Weird. Because I was just like, oh, keep I mean, your head I down, would... work really hard, and it'll pay off. It And all it did was kind of make me go a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I would have had an identity crisis, too. That sounds like a lot, a lot of change all at once. It is, but it's, it's just weird because I never really would have thought that I would have experienced something like that because I... I feel like I kind of thrive on change and I like, I feel like I thrive on independence and challenging myself. So like looking back on it with like a little bit of clarity is just really strange where I was like, wow, I never would have seen myself going through that, but here we are. 
Um, I I did remember my question from before, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump back a little bit. Um, after you, you know, posted that video and felt like you were free, you know, how did that like manifest for you? What kind of changes did you see in your life and in how you felt about yourself and how you saw yourself? Um, I think it was gradual. Like, I don't think that there was anything that like it was the flip of a switch, and I think it probably was compounded with the the whole like living abroad thing and being 20 in Barcelona and like again forcing myself into that like uncomfortable situation and allowing myself to grow um so I'm curious if it would have happened without posting the video but I don't think so because I think that it was just kind of like me letting go a little bit and kind of settling into myself but I I don't think it was like I posted the video and then all of a sudden I was like, I'm going to paint my nails. Like I'm going to do makeup. Like I'm totally like, I'm totally in this now. I think it was like, uh, <laughs> I definitely think it was like a, a slow build into kind of just being a lot more comfortable with myself. So mm-hmm. yeah, that wasn't a great answer, but <laughs> that's all I can come up no, with right now. does being queer mean to you now and like how does it affect your life or how does it um direct your life at all um well i said this in an earlier episode after we talked to faith i think but it's kind of interesting how now i kind of view being queer from a sociological standpoint just like quote-unquote not even quote unquote, just being different from like the norm, you know, being different from the heteronormative patriarchy that society kind of forces on all of us. Um, And yeah, I don't know. But now I, I mean, I just kind of view queer as just like being true to yourself and kind of not really caring about what anyone else has to say I guess um and just kind of going with the flow of it not really trying to like stress defining anything or explaining yourself to anyone um yeah but then also the like important sense of community that we all have with one another especially for the past four years um and kind yeah. of how we, ha- it's like all of our job to kind of support one another and build everybody up and, you know, stand up for people when they can't stand up for themselves. Mm. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I kind of wanted to hear from Remy. I wanted to know what she's thinking. I honestly have no thoughts in my head right now whatsoever. I'm just trying to think of what questions. Just vibing. <laughs> Just about, no thoughts, just vibing. No thoughts, just yeah. vibes. I'm really trying to think of like good questions, but I just feel like you've done such a good job at answering. Anything everything. is a good question. What like, <laughs> at, like rapid fire? What three questions come to mind? Anything. Mm. Or what one question? Three can be a lot. I know. I want to know. How has your I mean, because you grew up in Orange County, which is very um, conservative. Uh, 
So how has yes. your experience moving to LA been? Like I know, did, like were there queer people in your hometown in high school or like did you not really experience that until you moved up to LA? You know, there were I when you were talking about um talking to someone at the wrong time like and, and making them feel attacked. I, it reminded me of one of my really good friends who I've known since like kindergarten or so and I remember being in elementary school and I remember I feel like I I knew he was gay, but I also didn't like quite think about it. I didn't even think of like, oh, he's different. It's just like, oh, like, I don't know. He just doesn't like girls, but I didn't think I really understood. Like anything queer whatsoever was not talked about ever in like school or anything like that. Um, that particular kid though, uh, we I had the same thing where we grew up from like pre-K to 12th grade together and then college everyone parts ways um and I didn't talk to him after high school for a while and then towards the end of his college career and when I had been in LA already he messaged me and was like hey like do you want to meet up like let's hang out and I was like yeah so we got lunch and I remember talking to him like what's up what's new I was expecting to hear about his wonderful coming out story and like who he's been dating and all these things he was like oh like I just broke up with my girlfriend of three years and blah blah blah, blah. and I was like interesting like didn't see that coming but I also like of course didn't ask any more questions <laughs> fast forward a year we become like best 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 friends and he was like I'm, I've always been gay even like with the girlfriend I like didn't want to mm. I was like uh, uncomfortable I wasn't sure like even when we were having lunch I wanted to tell you but it was like so new still um, and now he's like with his boyfriend he's hap like happier than ever gonna get married like so so happy wow. um, but I am Aww. so happy I never said anything back in the day obviously because he wasn't ready to talk about it and I never want to make him feel attacked but going back to like Orange County and I'm I'm sure he just didn't feel comfortable coming out in that environment because if anyone were to come out in high school it'd be like hush hush like oh my god did you hear they're gay mm -hmm. like, oh my god da, 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 da. like it was like a weird thing same um when obviously it wasn't but it was like hot gossip <clears throat> when it shouldn't have been yeah so that was my experience for sure and then I went to college I feel like I didn't really become very close with someone who was queer until oh my god was it it might have been you actually I never thought about this till now till I guess you and then like obviously Ollie and then my friend coming out um but to me it's never like it's never been anything to think of anyone differently obviously obviously for but I think for me and like my mentality with literally anyone is just like are you a decent person? They should do whatever they want. Yeah, exactly. You do whatever you want in your career, in your sexuality, with any, literally anything. It has nothing to do with me and I'm just going to support you. So I think that's why it just like the, the environment that Orange County raised me in and like beliefs that they hold didn't affect me whatsoever. Yeah. And I, I just want to say well, to you for everyone rocks. listening, like <laughs> if you had asked someone, you know, in, in elementary school or middle school, like, are you gay? Like, I don't fault anybody for and like I don't hold any grudges when any when people mm -hmm. did ask me that like it's again it's like it's that it's just the phenomenon of like then you're, you're immediately put in a position of like oh my god I did something wrong like they hate me they're thinking about it in their mind it's like they don't it has yeah there's nothing going on in their mind like with you <laughs> and like I mean the people that asked me uh, nowadays I'd be like haha you were fucking right but like at the, at the time it's just like <laughs> not the time <laughs> but not the time. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. I can't believe you were my first yeah, gay I, friend. Yeah, I mean, I think, you, Remy, you bring up an interesting point. <laughs> Lizzie McGuire booty oh shakes God, brought us it together. Just, it, you, lag, it lagged so hard for a second. 
Daisy's <laughs> fucking with the Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh my god. We didn't actually mention, well, I guess I could have, we could do this in the intro too, but we didn't really talk about how we met Remy. Oh my God, we should have, yeah, we definitely should have touched on that. Play, it was Playlist Live, wasn't it? BeautyCon, girl. Oh. Was it BeautyCon? BeautyCon, New York. <laughs> oh, yes, that was the one in New York. And we, and we went to the, definitely drank out of paper bags on the street. We did. And we went to the oh, roof of the Empire State God. Building at like 11.45 p.m. Yes. That was so fun. How come, did you go to BeautyCon? Or were you just in the area and you're like, I'm just going to meet up with I them? I think I was just in New York. And I saw that like yes. you guys were there. And I knew Shelby and Monica from Playlist. And I was like, what are you doing? And they were I like, remember, coming out. I remember being in a hotel room. They're like, our friend Aaron's going to come. And I was like, who's Aaron? Who's she? And then we like went outside and you like walked through the lobby. I was like, oh, I like him. <laughs> I think Saray was there. Paulina. Yes. Mm-hmm. Janine. I who else was, I just remember that iconic. I was going to say Janine, but I was like, I don't remember if Janine yeah, was. Yeah, Tara, How Jill. funny. That was so fun. Oh my god. What the hell is BeautyCon? Uh, Beauty she's convention. dead. She's dead. She's dead. Is she? I, I actually heard that. I think so, yeah. Oh my god, I might be spreading false rumors. <laughs> <laughs> BeautyCon is she dead. <laughs> well, well, BeautyCon. BeautyCon is dead. <laughs> I'm not sure if BeautyCon is happening anymore, but it was like a convention a huge convention of makeup, I guess. All the yeah. beauties. I mean, it was really smart because it was like anybody who wanted to like launch a makeup line or anything or any beauty companies, I feel like it was a great time for them to like promote stuff. Totally. All the influencers walked away with like bags of free products. I was going to say, we'd just go to like the free product. Like the table's just like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Got a lot of Christmas gifts from those. Yes, my mom wow. loved. That's so funny. Oh my God, we're going on six years, bitch. I can't believe you were my first gay friend. I had no idea. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm using the term that I'm not supposed to. I cut the whole you thing. Can, it's it's <laughs> canceled. It's, canceled. It's over. It's okay. Call I use I use gay and queer interchangeably. I do. My first but queer friend. What does queer mean exactly? The way that we use it, it just means not straight, basically. Got it. Uh, I have yeah. my hot fire question ready. Okay. What does LGBTQ plus all entail? Because I feel like there's just something new all the time and I can't keep up anymore. Yes. Well, and that's kind of like, I don't know if this is correct and I might offend someone by saying this, but like I use queer instead of LGBTQ plus because for me, queer just kind of means all of it. And then it just kind of like covers all the bases and it's like, yep, the queer community rather than saying the LGBTQIA plus whatever but it's yeah but q so the q in lgbtq plus is indeed queer but then you just use it as an all-encompassing i've heard that the queer the q means queer i've also heard it mean questioning so oh okay good to know i mean i think at this point uh god i might get canceled for saying this but i feel like when people say like the lgbtq plus community they're like that even in and of itself is like an all-encompassing term that's intended to mean all queer people a blanket yeah you know yeah so i feel like yeah thank you um 
So I feel like even the way that people use it, it, it is like perfectly synonymous with queer, even if it is like different, but you know, some people might, I don't know. Everybody has feelings. Everybody identifies differently. Everyone feels different things about yeah. terminology and acronyms and whatnot. Um, Got it. Yeah. So when it's all said and done, you, I, I, I don't think there's ever a perfect way to refer to the the queer community because you you never know when you're gonna piss somebody off. Yeah. And at that point, you have to be like, look, I am I'm coming <laughs> from a good best. place. Yeah. yeah. There's never yeah. any ill intentions whatsoever. And I think that's the thing too is like I, I just want to ed- I want to educate myself and I want to learn more about a whole community that I am not a part of, but I would love to just know and obviously support mm. everything that I can. I have I have the perfect way for you to do that. How so? Listen to season one <laughs> and two of Queering the Air, available on all major streaming platforms now. Oh my god. <laughs> no, that was good. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> oh my god. Any other questions? I like had so many things I was gonna say and it just like all got reset with that plug. <laughs> what can I say? Oh, so something that actually that I want to jump back to that you said, Remy, that I think it would be would go well right now was the idea of like obviously you know you never think different of anybody Mm -hmm. um when you find out that they're queer or whatever and i think to me it's kind of similar to what i've heard people say about like the term like oh you know i don't see or the phrase like you know i don't see color it's kind of like well i don't want you to think different of me but i also want you to recognize that we're not necessarily the same Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that there are things that are going to be different between the two of us but not to like just to like appreciate or be interested to learn those things and recognize that there is this interesting part of my identity that we don't share because you know when someone says like you know oh i don't see color it's like well then you are missing out on so much of someone's experience it's like Mm -hmm. well if you just like treat me exactly the same and don't think of me any differently, it's like, you know, you might be missing out on this whole experience that I'm, um, that I'm doing. I don't know. As a, as a woman of color or, a, as an Asian American woman, do you, does that resonate with you at all? Or do you feel like that's appropriate? I mean, I think so. Definitely. I'm, I personally just as an individual, I feel like I'm always trying to learn about my own culture and just, I grew up again in Orange County. I was surrounded by, granted Mm. there were definitely uh, more, other than Caucasian people, Asians were definitely the higher demographic amongst just Orange, I feel like it's amongst Orange County in general, but definitely mostly Mm. Caucasian. Um, So I definitely had a different upbringing and I think on my own, I kind of had to ask my own, my parents, my own questions, um, learn about my culture in my own way. Um, but yeah, I think that it definitely resonates. And again, like I, what you're saying, I think totally makes sense. And I've never even thought about it in that way of someone saying, I don't see, I don't see color. That's offensive in itself because people of color have so much history within mm. their own cultures and their families and their descent and everything like that. So, um, yeah. Now my opinion has changed with that. But what would be the correct way to say that then of like, I don't necessarily judge. I, of course, I don't judge anybody for their mm. sexuality, but like what would be the correct way to say that then? 
You know, it's, it's a I great question. <laughs> but, yeah, because I actually never thought of that until like we were recording this episode. It was like a thought that I had. It's a earlier. good point. It's a solid point, though. Yeah. Hey, thanks. I just thought of it. Actually, <laughs> I'm sure someone thought of it like 40 years ago, and it's like, welcome to the fucking party, you know, <laughs> with a capital T. Um. Oh my. <laughs> should I just should I name that the episode Welcome to the Party? Yeah, with a capital P. Welcome to the party. <laughs> and with a capital T. <laughs> I think I mean like in my head right now it's just not treating anybody any differently, but also being interested and in asking questions and mm. wanting to educate myself on things so totally. I don't come off offensive because I never want to do that obviously and just showing an interest in something that I particularly do not understand firsthand totally yeah. I, I don't think you're doing a bad job also like I think that you're yeah you've never you've never done anything that's been like remotely <laughs> you. homophobic you never called him a faggot so that's a good place to start yeah <laughs> um yeah no but I, I mean I think that all we can do is just like try to be better and I yeah. think that I don't think that you even need to be like, I don't care that you're gay because I think that you just like, I, I mean, it's like you've, I don't, I don't like think that that's ever been an issue thing. with you, but yeah. just like, yeah, just like, just like listening and, you know, be, it's like, yeah. Totally. No, I <laughs> my got brain it. Is dribbling I, out I of feel my ears. enlightened right now. That was a really, really I'm good aw. point. That was a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I, I mean, I also think it's, it's funny to hear us talking like this and saying these things when like it applies to us as well totally you know like i like i have so much learning i need to do and like make sure that i'm speaking the proper way when i'm meeting new people all the time so it's definitely i hope this doesn't ever come off as like uh hi like we're your teachers welcome to the Mm -hmm. welcome to class like you know because we're students just as much as you are um and i think matt is very good about like pushing that with the podcast too because traditionally you know gay media is just like white cis men um and i think that it's important to remember that it's like well i we're we're talking on our personal experiences like i will never be able to speak for anyone else like it's such a unique journey for everybody for sure Mm -hmm. so absolutely um but Remy, going back to your question of like what's in a like what's a good response, something that I was thinking <laughs> just like kind of like played out at this point, but I think is so funny. It'd just be like, well, like appropriate at the same time. Just be like, cool, like I'm excited for this journey for you. <laughs> Shantae, you, you can stay. <laughs> I'm I, excited for this journey that I'm not joining. Exactly. You on. You, I'll I stay here and you go. <laughs> uh, I'll pull the car I'll around. As you go by. Exactly. Yeah. I'll be waiting outside. You know? <laughs> Text me when you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go to Flaming Saddles. <laughs> I'll meet you at Flaming Saddles. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Oh. Wait, did it close? Yeah. She's gone. It was June. It, I, I definitely cried quite a bit. The standard is closing downtown they announced yesterday or today that what? hotel oh my god yeah. that's like an iconic one isn't it yeah oh that's so sad yeah well aaron i've i've got another question actually because great um, something that sets <laughs> something that sets us quite apart is that i have 
almost zero experience with um, dating apps of any uh, caliber. What are you saying about me? <laughs> what are you what implying, I'm Matthew? Is, <laughs> I'm implying that you're a little... That I'm on nine dating apps right now? What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. You post about them all the time. Will you talk a little bit about like what you've what your experience on these apps has been like? Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't feel like I've had that much experience with online dating apps or with dating in general. Um, I operate in a very strange way. And again, this can be another episode where we like delve into my like relationship trauma and like why I don't do I relationships. Say, so. I, but I don't have like that many relationships. Like I've been seriously interested in probably like three or four people in my life. Um, and they never work out, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is fine. I have been on dating Haven't apps yet worked out. Yeah, exactly. Um, keep it positive. Oh no, no, no. Don't worry. I'm not upset. I'm very glad that the ones that didn't work out didn't work out. I think it all, it all is for the best, but I mean, I've been on dating apps forever, not forever. I downloaded Tinder when I was a senior in high school, like before I went to college and like it kind of spiraled from there. Um, <laughs> but I don't feel like I use them that much because I can't, I like create versions of people in my brain. And then when I meet them in person and they don't match up to who I think they're going to be, it like freaks me out and I'm like, ah, I gotta go. So, mm. uh, with dating apps, I tend to just be like, all right, let's go grab coffee. Like in two days, or this is like never going to happen. So amid the pandemic, oh, it's like, it hasn't really been going anywhere. So, yeah. Do you think you have yeah. a guard up for a reason? I don't think I have a guard up. I think that I just, um, I don't really know how to describe it. Actually, this is an interesting thought that I haven't ever really talked about ever. So this is going to be uh, breaking the, queering the Breaking air. news. Breaking news. Um, I was talking to one of my friends. Scheming. And he's very much in tune with his like sexual emotional self. And he like looked at me and he was like, have you ever thought about that you might be pansexual? Or I should, sorry, I think that they're also non-binary. So I fucked up there, my bad. <laughs> but they were saying that apparently I text like a pan person. And how do you text yeah, like a pan person? What does that even person? mean? Um, I think it's that like, in, I mean, I, I mean, I don't necessarily know what that means, but it kind of got my gears turning because to me, pansexual just means, you know, you're attracted to people, not gender, not sex, not anything. Um, and they were explaining to me that it's like being pan, you can still be more attracted to like just male or male presenting people versus female. Like you could be pan, but be like homo pan. And I was like, wow, I've never really thought about that. But my entire life, I've been drawn more to like specific people versus like men or women like I, I I'm, I'm like drawn to like individuals and like for I don't really know why but like with my friends and with the people that I'm like interested in I can't really describe why it just kind of feels like something like matches up there so it got my gears turning uh. and it's something that I'm gonna explore a little bit more because I was like well I, maybe I'm not gonna say no because who the fuck knows but yeah that's so, so. interesting yeah, because with the people I've been attracted to and been interested in, I feel like there aren't really that many common t 
ties between them all. Like I like people are like, what's your type? And I don't, I think I have more of a personality type than a physical type. Yeah. The other night I actually was like, I want to read if there, cause you Remy posted your Myers Briggs test. Yes. And yes, I like yes. looked at it while I was high and I was like, fuck astrology. Like I want to know if there's like a compatibility between like personality types, because I feel like that would make so much more sense. Yeah. No, definitely more mm. zodiac signs. Like I, I think they're really interesting, but I feel like I've never d- taken a Myers Briggs, but as I was reading the intense descriptions underneath, I feel like it's so much easier to pinpoint your, like it's so much more specific to a person. So yeah, I would do it. And I, I feel like with Zodiac, like I love the Zodiac sign things. I think that they're fun, but like people are like, do you live and die by them? Would you ever date someone that's like not going to match up with you? And I was like, no, like I don't, I don't believe in it to that degree. I think that they're fun, <laughs> but I, I would believe more in like a personality type matchup versus totally. like a star sign matchup. Yeah, totally. I would too. Yeah. So Wait, Remy, what's your star sign? Aquarius. Okay. What are you? I'm a Libra. Ah, I could see that. Thanks. I have no <laughs> idea what any of them mean. I like know a very like base base amount, very very small amount. I just yeah. realized. Aaron, are you a Gemini? Fuck Capricorn. you, Capricorn. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What is there something wrong with being a Gemini? Geminis are scary. Yeah. Oh, I just like, I just associate them with certain times of the year. That's the only way I can keep them straight. (laughs) Was a a Gemini. And so after that, after that Uh, snafu, I'm like, okay, maybe I will steer clear of everybody that star sign for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Period. (laughs) Wait, Remy, what's your boyfriend? Aries. So are you two compatible according to the charts? Alicia's an Aries too. They're super, we're super compatible, but they're crazy. But in an endearing way. Oh, love it. Like in a very like work <laughs> focused way. But like I'm just totally. like chilling on the side. Like, okay, when are we going to be done? I realized <laughs> whilst, you're, whilst you're talking about your possibility of being pansexual, uh, I started thinking about back before. This was a very, very long time ago. But I remember I was confiding in my aunt. This was like before I ever started dating or really had like ever even really the liked second the guy. you get I, like deep, I was just talking to, to her out. about oh did it cut hello back look how nervous i am i'm so red because i'm nervous i was saying how um before i dated cal this is like i think i had just met like the first guy that i ever really liked i remember telling her how i was really nervous oh no 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 no. sorry let me back it up um this is before i ever like truly liked anyone it was like right when i had moved Mm. to la i was like 21 i was like trying to find myself and i remember confiding in my aunt telling her i wasn't i had never liked anyone and like 21 is kind of like an old age to like not ever really have any romantic feelings for anyone before so i remember her telling her like i don't know if i'll ever be able to have like the sex drive or like be interested i wasn't interested in sex whatsoever Mm -hmm. i was like i don't know if i'll ever want to be sexually involved with anyone i don't even know if i like anyone and she told me about being demisexual which Mm. i then looked up after and i looked up the definition now i literally forgot until right now and she said or it says demisexual people only feel sexually attracted to someone when they have an emotional bond with the person they can be gay straight bisexual or pansexual and may have any gender identity so i remember Hmm. i totally forgot about that but i remember resonating with that at the time because i had never felt any romantic feelings for anyone had never been sexually sexual with anyone and thinking like I won't ever be able to until I form some sort of 
true bond with someone. But then I had some one night stands and I was okay. But I remember at the time I wasn't sure. <laughs> oh my God, so much so much build up just be like well and then it didn't happen but, but like, it was fun uh, for but a little bit but I also yeah. totally understand I understand that too I remember like going mm-hmm. through it and thinking and just being like I really I don't know but obviously also being sexual with someone that you have an emotional bond with and then not are two completely different things within themselves also yeah totally so, yeah was that offensive what I just said no not okay, at good. all okay good but I have a question yes kind of jumping back to what matt said earlier with the whole like if you're not loving yourself how are you gonna love somebody else do you think that because i mean you had a fucking major major transformation when you were like 22 23 where you completely like found yourself and like grew into like you and your just you as a person and do you think that you kind of grew into your sexuality as well when you had that like transformation I definitely, I do, but actually even like saying every, that Cal is my first relationship I've ever had. So this is the first emotional bond that I, I've formed and then also obviously have been sexually involved with. So when I like casually mention those one night stands, it's like funny, but at the same time also, uh, I was in a really bad place when I was going through all of that. Mm. So there is a chance that I actually still might, kind of under like go i don't how do i say this it would it be demisexual is that what it is would i be i don't know could be. I, I i could i think i could be still because we should read some books on this that's the thing i need to yeah. learn but like as i'm saying this right now like the all those one night stands i had i it was be it was actually coming out of like a really sad place where i like hated myself still and i've never mm. like fully loved myself until i gotten to this relationship like a happy healthy relationship and now everything's really good so there is really a chance i could be i just don't know that's interesting that you say that because i feel like a lot of the one night stands that i've had too have come from a place of like again not being super happy with myself and then like i need to drink i need to dance i need to act out and then you wake up and you're like but i don't even think that it's necessarily like the one night stand that makes you feel bad it's you kind of like looking back on how you handled yourself and you're grossed out with yourself yes yeah yeah I f- mine I was always like uh why was i not good enough i feel like i was using it to like prove to myself that i was good enough and then obviously that wasn't gonna help but i didn't realize it and then i would sleep with someone and then i wake up in the morning and be like i nope still not happy with myself don't feel better yeah yeah we're good now it's okay (laughs) but that's growth baby girl yes we are here i'm gonna read some uh blog posts later about this demisexual thing (laughs) if you find any good ones will you send them to me absolutely yeah i really will but i feel like isn't that pretty let me look into this again i don't want to say anything bad what was it again like similar to pansexual is it you will only, let me see, demisexual, only feel sexually attracted to someone when they have an emotional bond. Interesting. Yeah, so to me, that seems like less of a, an orientation in the way that pansexual would be yeah. and more of a like further just understanding of your sex drive. Mm-hmm. There are levels there. Yeah, I mean, sexuality is so much more than just orientation too, so. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so definitely not an it. orientation. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Well, 
I've I feel like this so is so much. This is amazing. And I feel like we're going to need to like put a pin in it and come back to it next week and grill Matthew. I think we're going to have to. Yeah, I have. Oh, I got a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty to talk about. I believe it. Um, Aaron, is there anything else that you want to say about uh, about your queerness and your journey? Um, I don't know. Keep listening to the podcast because I feel like this is just a step along my way. Truly. Also, I'm really single. <laughs> um, <laughs> but again, it's like jumping back to the question about like, well, you're on all the apps. It's like, I don't ever, I don't think that I've really ever been like looking for something. If that makes sense. Like I've never, I've never been the type of person that's like, I just want a boyfriend ever or a girlfriend i've never been like i need to date someone right now it's i never get invested in someone until someone just pops up and then all of a sudden i'm like in deep and can't let go which we will talk about later <laughs> i will just call my therapist instead <laughs> all right should we close it? It out? yeah i think we should remy thank you so much for your brain and your brightness and your <laughs> awesome questions thank you for yeah, having your me willingness to jump in of yeah. course this was an honor. Um, I feel like I have a lot to... I'm going to go sit in, like, in my living room with the blinds down now and the pitch dark and just start <laughs> Googling a bunch of things I need to learn about. Oh, my God. Please <laughs> kiss both the puppies for me. Will do. Amazing. Take some good notes and bring it, let us know what you find next week. Yes. Give me a segment. I can do it. Okay. <laughs> Remy, for everyone listening, where can they find you? Ooh, um, I'm really trying to blow up on TikTok, so please follow my TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Remy Ashton. I think I'm Miss Remy Ashton on all socials, and I have a podcast as well with my best friend Alicia called Pretty Basic. And that's it. That's all, folks. That's all, folks. <laughs> we will talk next to you. Week. Talk to you again next week. <laughs> Love you. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. bye. Hey guys, thanks for checking out this week's episode of Queer in the Air. Once again, I'm Matt. And I'm Aaron. We would absolutely love for you to take the time to write a review of our podcast and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps us out. And please remember to subscribe on whatever platform that you're listening on. If you want to keep up with us or keep us in check, you can find us on our social media. You can find me at Maddie Roar. You can find me everywhere, Aaron Idelson. And you can follow our podcast on Instagram at Queering the Air Pod. If you'd like to reach us by email, you can find us at QueeringTheAirPod at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you so much to all of our guests and listeners. We appreciate you all lots. New episodes of Queering the Air are released every single Tuesday. Our podcast music is All For Me by Swift, provided from Epidemic Sound. All views expressed in the podcast are our own. As always, if you want to keep us in check or continue the conversation, feel free to DM us on our social media or email us. Bye.